Under the leadership of that haughty woodsman, Daniel Boone, a large party set out for the new land, Kentucky. Where else comes to be pretty like me? I'm Colonel Harold Sanders, and I'd like to tell you a little bit about my Kentucky Fried Chicken. Have I told you you people are crazy? This is Old Kentucky Tales, the only podcast that solemnly swears that none of us have ever used the oven in an attempt to heat the house quickly. That's true, right, Daniel? I didn't know that you did that. (laughs) (laughs) Who does that? I don't Apparently people did. Today's title is Energy and Inflation Tips from the 70s That Just Might Save You Now. Hmm. I am your host, Brent Taylor. To my left is the man whose new job title is Philanthropist, Daniel Hurt. Yes, I'm happy to be here. Absolutely. (laughs) I'm filling in, but I'm happy to be here anytime you need me. All right. Sounds good. Our main event today features some sure-to-work energy-saving tips from the 1970s era of runaway prices. We also have uh, some fake history sponsors who support Old Kentucky Tales. The products are real. Only the sponsorship is fake. Woman's power over man. Woman's most glorious endowment is the power to awaken and hold the pure and honest love of a worthy man. When she loses it and still lives on, no one in the wide world can know the heart agony she endures. The woman who suffers from weakness and derangement of her special womanly organism soon loses the power to sway the heart of a man. Her general health suffers and she loses her good looks, her attractiveness, her amiability, and her power and prestige as a woman. Dr. R.V. Pierce of Buffalo, New York, with the assistance of his staff of able physicians, has prescribed for and cured many thousands of women. He has devised a successful remedy for women's ailments. It is known as Dr. Pierce's favorite prescription. It is a positive specific for the weaknesses and disorders peculiar to women. It purifies, regulates, strengthens, and heals. Medicine dealers sell it. No honest dealer will advise you to accept a substitute in order to make a little larger profit. It makes weak women stronger, sick women well. Dr. Pierce's pleasant pellets regulate and strengthen stomach, liver, and bowels. What about the derangement of her special womanly organism? I can't get past that. There's so much there. (laughs) There is so much there. So what struck you in that one? Well, you know, in the ad itself that that there's a man pointing, which is just really nice. Just (laughs) – you're – the woman's power of man. Let me tell you about it, though, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) That is an interesting art choice, isn't it? Well, pills. I mean, sure, take some pills. You'll be happy. You'll be fine. You're upset, stressed out. Here, take these drugs. You'll be good. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, regulating the liver and bowels. I don't – I mean, the tone of the ad, you know, (laughs) sounds familiar. (laughs) The The tone of the ad, though, is like, let me let you go. We got to help her be strong. You know, I don't know. It's mansplaining how to be strong. Man, there's just so that much it? in there. I don't. <laughs> that's one that if you heard that on the radio now, you'd be like, "What is happening?" Oh, somebody's getting in trouble too, though. By the way, somebody's getting canceled. <laughs> that's a. Uh, there's a lot there. Medicine dealers sell it. No honest dealer will advise you to accept a substitute. No, no, only our drugs. Correct. Okay. (laughs) Got to have the genuine article. Yeah. Yeah. Traveling salesman. Hey, look at this. In one vial here, it can save the day, don't it? (laughs) It's on a cattle car. Here we go. (laughs) Right. 
Man. And now for the moment we've all been waiting for. The main event. Round one. The 1970s and that lovely, lovely economy. Yes, that's how I remember it. <laughs> right. <laughs> Wasn't even a memory. <laughs> so this is a pretty tough economic time. A lot of people like to come around saying such and such in whatever year you're in is the worst economy since the Great Depression. But it probably was. Yeah, well, in this case, the 70s would be. But you hear it more recently than that. And it's like, well, have you ever heard of this decade? Mm. Let me present to you the 70s. So we're going to take a spin through some of these headlines, and then we're going to take a spin through the remedies. It was stagflation, right? It was Stagflation, one of these cutesy words, like brookie, where you have a brownie and a cookie combined together. Yes. And stagflation Except is... Except it's terrible. <laughs> right. <laughs> stagflation is a stagnant economy combined with high inflation. Mm. And fun fact, that wasn't even supposed to be possible. That was supposed to be an impossibility. That was the thing that Keynesian economics never predicted that, like, Milton Friedman sort of pointed out, if memory serves. Yeah, the whole thing was, if you have a bad economy, you're supposed to have high unemployment. You're supposed to have deflation. And then this really wasn't even supposed to be a thing until it was. And so now we are stymied for years and years and years over it. Hmm. So let's take a spin through some of these headlines. These are from right around 73, 74, at the height of the start of the crisis. And then, of course, the problems are going to persist for several years. How about these headlines? Mm. Energy crisis now tops list of American people's worries. And that's going to be a pretty big oh, majority. Gallup. Yeah, Gallup poll. And 40-some-odd percent there said energy crisis, 25% high cost of living, which are the same thing. For all intents and purposes. Yeah, yeah. So that is a clear problem on everybody's mind. And when was this? You said 70. These are 73 and 74. Okay. Yeah. So that one there is 74. Well, this makes sense because if you look at the, the next column over, it says the party better able to handle the most important problems. Democrats are leading that pretty handily, 39, 36% to Republicans, 15 and 21%. And I think one could attribute this to – Whichever party's in power when the crisis is taking place is probably going to be the one that catches the heat. When you lose the big game, you always blame the coach. There you go. And that's how it works. I think you're 100% correct about that. Fuel shortage. It's worse than we thought. <laughs> that's awful, right? That's a nice headline. <laughs> What's the headline for the day? Things are worse than we thought they were. Oh, great. <laughs> right. 73% favor retention of 55-mile-per-hour speed limit. Oh, that's lame. I'm not for that. I, <laughs> I even, know, right? I told you earlier about my my list of warnings that I receive when I drive. <laughs> speed is my middle name. Mr. 16 over. Is the, <laughs> about, it's usually about that. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, 55. Can you imagine the, the interstate at 55? Well, I mean, the road is 641 to Murray is 55, and I don't follow it. So, <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. All right. 9% higher since March. Grocery prices jump again. So would gas prices, real quick, would yeah. gas prices impact the speed? I don't know how speed – it seems like it would get you there faster, so you would hurry up. <laughs> 
So we have an energy crisis, and the prevailing scientific wisdom is that if you drive at slower speeds, you're consuming fewer gallons. But you're getting there slower. I'm <laughs> no, sorry, I'm getting no, worked right? up. <laughs> yeah, that's. I, I'm like that too. I'm. I definitely would not have supported that one. I just. I cannot even imagine 55 on the interstate. But it, that's it's, just killing me. But it's like you said, though, with the grocery prices up and stagflation, it makes sense. You know, the the prices are up, but the economy's not good. So of course, grocery prices are going up, which kind of feels familiar to today a little bit. I think. Oh, yeah. We we've definitely got some undertones here. Of some current events. Because if you look at the Dow Jones, it looks okay. But if you look at the people's pockets, it's uh, another story. I got explained that one time. And I thought, you know, this is something valuable. And I was, it was in like another bad economy. And so I asked this guy who had studied it pretty hard. And I said, you know, what's the, how come these stock prices are going up when the economy is so bad? Mm. And he said, this is perfectly logical. They're just reacting to market forces. So it's things like if you do quantitative easing, you print a bunch of money, of course they're happy. That's good for stocks. Yeah. It's all a game. Yeah. Yeah. Some are better at playing it as others. What I always tell people is it's the, the Dow Jones is somebody's getting rich, but it's not you. So. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Headline, fuel retailers, wholesalers given go-ahead to increase their prices. So you've actually got a couple of things in play there. One is wage and price controls. Let's, oh, um, yeah. Maybe we should bring those back. <laughs> My liberal big government's coming out now. <laughs> yeah, just uh, simply say a gallon of gas can cost no more than X. And they could do that. They did that with the price of milk in the Nixon era, right? Which I should have mentioned on my show once. <laughs> so the whole thing there is you can do that, but then my understanding is you get unusual repercussions. Mm. So when you tinker with supply and demand, you you get unusual consequences. Free market. Yeah. No, I mean, I, yeah. I, that makes sense. And, you know, you just want to do something about it if you're a political figure. Oh, you, yeah. You want to fix the problem because it a makes you look A lot of pressure. Good. But, but also because, you know, you really want to do the right thing. Of course. Sharply higher gasoline prices due in Kentucky. Man. Aren't these just the worst headlines? If you're president or the governor, you're just like, man, <laughs> can't we, like, regulate the media, too, like we do the gas prices? <laughs> right. Inflation has prompted a boost in larceny man, in some areas. That's not really surprising. No, especially gas theft. That's that's a big oh, one in so that era. Oh, so that's probably like where, like, uh, uh, what's it called when they use the tube to get the gas? Siphon and gas yes. comes out of. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. That's probably where that came about or yeah. popularized. And then locking gas can. Uh, locking. I had one of those. Did you? When I first got, when I first drove, uh, which would have been like 2010, which gas prices were really high at that time too, but you had a lock and key. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I never have had one of those. My thing now doesn't even have a cap on it. Well, yeah. You now, just put the nozzle in. I just, that's so weird. Yeah. I don't know. There's no. Yeah, you need a cap. I don't know why, but I, just, I need to. Screw it makes it feel on. like you're you're secure, right? It's like weight and remote. You don't need the weight in there. They just put it in there because you feel like it's heavier. It'll work better. I don't know. <laughs> Ooh, here's a devastating headline: Even peanut butter joining the parade of rising prices. Now that's an insult to Jimmy Carter, right there. That's just straight at Jimmy Carter. They're doing those subversive things. I'd call a newspaper and be like, "You're going to write Jimmy Carter has great day." 
See, fuel shortage tightens economic grip. Unemployment rate takes major surge. Man. So the unemployment rates around then, they're running you like 8, 9, 10%. So they're pretty stiff. That's a that's a tough economy to be in. And this is 74. So this is before like gas lines and everything because that didn't happen for a few more years, right? Uh, you're, yeah, you're going to see it throughout that period, but this oh, is the start. This is this is where that ball gets rolling. Women's shoes, two ninety seven. Really? We're worried about you. Worried about inflation? <laughs> That's like a hundred dollar pair of shoes now. Yeah. So those prices, they have essentially, or they did essentially, quadruple from say seventy four through about 80-something. I do like this one. It says pants, 496. What kind of pants are we talking about? They're just for sale. You want them as 496. Well, the answer, Daniel, since you asked, men's slightly irregular 100% polyester dress pants. Slightly irregular? <laughs> I don't want some unusual pants. You know, the, the zipper doesn't go all the way up, but it's okay. I don't care if it's 496. I'm not paying that for weird pants. <laughs> right. <laughs> 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 okay, so you've seen. Oh, we didn't. We almost forgot the best one. Worst depression ever, feared by the American Federation of Labor. Uh, so how about that? That you got depression fears. Oh, don't use that word. It's the D word. We can't be doing that. Yeah, yeah. And you think this is the seventies? It's forty years removed from the depression. That's going to be on a lot of people's minds. Every time economic trouble comes up, you think back to, whoa, I don't want to have to do that. Well, and the fear in the economy, too. It's like if if you use the D word, it spooks the markets, and then that can have a downturning effect on your prices as well. So, like, it's all about perception at first can lead to outcomes later that are scary. A vicious cycle. But the, the, the next one on here is amazing because it looks like an advent calendar for just terrible politics. It looks like the entire month of February. Okay. Yeah, so on this one, this is actually what we really want to look at here. This comes to us from the Louisville Gas and Electric Company. And since you're going to have tough energy and economic times, they've given you a calendar with 28 different suggestions how you can save energy in the middle of this crisis. Drive faster. That solves. That's what we're going to do. We're going to get there quicker. You're, you're going to make better time, right? Uh, don't use your oven and attempt to heat your kitchen quick. So that's there. The, it is. There it is. Who's doing that? <laughs> I don't know. I've only used the oven to heat my house once. That was the ice storm. Oh yeah, and they had gas lines then. Like we we were without power or gas for like a couple of days. People were punching each other in the face. I can't imagine. <laughs> right, the fist fights at the gas station. <laughs> Indeed. But yeah, that's uh, apparently people were. You can't heat your kitchen quickly that way, anyhow. I mean, I don't know what they were thinking. I'm just thinking immediately, like fire, fire. That's what I'm thinking. You know, <laughs> clean air right. filters frequently, if clogged, they prevent systems from operating at maximum efficiency. So I mean, it's even things that are sort of maybe mm-hmm. seem minute or small that maybe have a larger impact. I'm not sure that makes a difference, but. Um, now you can choke out your whole system that way if you're if you're not careful, but yeah, the, the slightly dirty one versus the clean one. I'm kind of with you. I, you wonder how much of this is real. Yeah, I'm a car. I'm not a car guy though. You turn the car on, it goes. That sounds good to me. <laughs> right? Yeah. Six inches of insulation in your attic can save on your fuel bill. 
I know people who believe in insulation. Yeah. They, they think it's kind of the answer to everything. Well, you know, probably put more, more insulation in there. It'd be all right. But I don't think that's going to solve my problem there. <laughs> yeah. Get a humidifier. What? Inst- <laughs> humidifier. St- uh, install storm windows and doors and cut heat loss about in half. So that's kind of like the Malay speech that Jimmy Carter is going to give. It's sort of yeah. like, you know, if you're – we need to save energy in this in this crisis, so put a sweater on if you're cold and just cover the windows or – More insulation. More insulation. <laughs> right. Plus, what they don't mention there is new windows – that's a big investment. That is. I know someone that replaced all the windows in their house, and it was like a tenth of their income. <laughs> yeah. Know? I mean, no joke. Easily. Uh, turn off the television, radio, stereo, and tape deck when no one is listening <laughs> or watching. So <laughs> I guess my mother was right, all those, you know, about all, all that my ch- my during my childhood, I should turn the TV off. Well, guess what? Now they just run forever. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. In the background. You don't even watch it. But yeah, but that's interesting, right? Tape deck. That's fascinating, too. You're going to date yourself there and get your tape deck. <laughs> yeah. Um, gosh, you got to think, what does a tape deck even use in the way of electricity? It can't be much. Or or it's like a 1960s refrigerator and you're running half a house inside your kitchen. <laughs> right. You had a nuclear reactor in there and you didn't even know it. Right. Wash dishes. This sounds like a list of things I'm supposed to do around the house. <laughs> They're tricking you list. into the chores. That's what it is. Yeah, this is like a list of things that like you need to do around the house but haven't gotten around to. Wash <laughs> clothes. Dry clothes. You know, check the lint in your dryer. Take showers instead of baths. Hygiene? <laughs> I think of myself as a hygienic human being, so. But it's about water waste. But I, yeah. I, I guess I don't think of that in terms of energy. Right, but it has to be heated. So oh, your yeah. your uh, hot water heater is actually a pretty big user of fuel. I forgot about that. So, <laughs> right. Oh yeah, the water is. I hot just turned now. the water on and it's hot coming out. <laughs> I don't think about where it comes from. <laughs> right. <laughs> Weather strip and caulk around windows and doors. You take those little cracks there and you seal them up. Oh, you get that gun thing. Yeah. Yeah. Pull shades and close drapes at night to retain some, the heat inside. Some Jimmy Carter right there. Put some blankets <laughs> over that window. It'll be just fine. He'll just, uh, just seal it off. So, speaking of which, close off and don't heat unused rooms. What rooms are you not using? I guess you got that spare bedroom that nobody's in. No, and- I don't. I, I will tell you something. No, I, <laughs> I do not have the level of elitism that's like, oh, I just don't use those four rooms. Let's just go ahead and close right. those off. Yeah, I pretty much use every room in my house. You might do that at the White House, Jimmy, but not. <laughs> right. Shut off kitchen exhaust fan when you're finished cooking. How much energy can that create? <laughs> can't get too much. It's a fan. I know. Plus, do you even use that thing? I don't. There's probably like a car. It's probably like a like a cell phone battery in that thing or something. No, I don't really use it unless you're like unless you're cooking steak that's gonna like choke you to death because of the the seasoning or something or the the grease in the air. Which I don't eat steak, so whatever. No, I don't <laughs> use it. In fact, I forget it's there. There's a light on it. I use the light, though, so they'll be mad at me for that. Right. 
but <laughs> turn down thermostat at night for every degree you lower you save three percent on fuel so that's not a problem for me i like the house i like the house cold right well what if you're already cold like what if you already have it on 66 and now you're <laughs> now you're asking yourself to cut back more can you put it on 62 well i mean i would say insulation would be the solution to my problem but no i yeah you probably do that blankets you got blankets <laughs> right. more blankets. there's always more layers you can put on in the winter there's only so many in the summer that go off where the police get called so like you know you've got this you know, there's the cold winter is probably easier to manage than summertime, I would assume. Yeah, but that's exactly right because you being hot's horrible. Oh man, I, I, <laughs> I, they say in Europe they don't even use air conditioning. It's like, what are you people doing? Yeah, even if you didn't need it, you'd still want it on, wouldn't you? Yeah, probably. <laughs> probably. That's the right. American in me, though. <laughs> exactly. Don't let frost build up on freezer coils. The refrigerator will cost more to run if neglected. So defrosting your refrigerator and your freezer. I don't do that. Now, I did it when I lived in the dorms in college. Oh, yeah. And that's about it. I don't do that now. Maybe freezers don't do it. Do freezers, do you still have to do that for freezers now? Or is that like a older 70s thing or, you know? That may be not a thing anymore. Because, like, I'm sure at the dorms, they didn't update their technology. <laughs> you probably had, like, a cigarette machine in there still, even though it's two th- after 2000. You know? <laughs> right. <laughs> and that's, you know, that's me being mean to institutions a little bit. Update, <laughs> modernize. Come on. <laughs> Don't put furniture or drapes in front of warm air registers or return air ducts. I guess that makes sense. I don't know. I mean, the air is in the room. I mean, it doesn't matter if it's in front of something. I guess it does. I don't know. What do I know? Uh, I mean, it stifles it. I don't, <laughs> I don't know how big of a problem that well, is. You know what? To compensate for that, I'm going to turn my stove on and just open the door. And <laughs> right. It. Ramp up the stove. That's Don't, the solution. You know, try to avoid frequent opening and closing outside doors, which lets heated air escape. No one does that, do they? Is it raising a barn? I guess you do. I don't know. <laughs> do you just always open the door for no reason? I, I mean, normally you have a reason. Well, it's kind of like if you're coming in the house, make that it. That's it, right? You're not going back out. Once you come in the house, you're not leaving. <laughs> Hard, fast rules about comings and goings. That's the 70s way. 10 o'clock in the evening, no more going in and out unless somebody's dying. Now, that sounds like a sentence that would really happen in 75. I think so. I don't know. That's, that's an amazing list. I Humidifier, that still makes me mad. Ooh, here's a chintzy one. Don't put frozen foods straight from the freezer into a pot. Thaw them first. Let the air temperature do the heavy lifting. No, I'm mad about this one because that's that's ridiculous. It's not saving any energy by you taking that pizza out of the freezer. It's the freezer you're worried about, not the pizza. Yeah, that one. Uh, what are we all going to do? We're so hot, we're going to huddle around a pizza that we're about to put in an oven, by the way, which is heat producing. So That's tough. Mm. Stop faucet drips. One drop a second means a loss of 650 gallons per year. Now, I'm not being a conspiracy theorist here. (laughs) 
I mean, like, elections are real. I'm going to say that. But I'll tell you this. That sounds made up. I tell you what. I had a drip for years. Yeah. And I finally got it fixed. And I saw zero change in any kind of bill. Yeah. Zero change. Because it's made up. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. All that is all that drip does is annoy you when you're trying to sleep. That's all it's gonna do. Mm-hmm. Turn off lights in empty rooms. Don't forget the one in the closet. <laughs> no, no, I mean unless you've got the forty seven rooms like at the big McMansion, you know, we're probably gonna know where all the lights are. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not sure about I mean, that one either. You leave the lights on in the rooms that you're going to close off. So. <laughs> Cook with covered pots to cut cooking time. Yeah, I don't. Use flat-bottomed pans that cover the cooking unit. I don't understand this. A flat-bottomed pan. So they're saying that it is not rounded like usual? Is that what that is? I, it's just someone's. You know what you have? You have political people in an office going, ah, how do we figure out ways to save energy? Ah, pots. Let's let's go with pots. We need to do something different with that. <laughs> right. We got to say something. Uh, we got twenty eight days. We've we've got uh, twenty five of them covered already. What are we? What's left? Uh, well, you could have pots. Put, you could have put lights in the same one as close off the rooms you don't use. They just needed another day to put another thing on there. So, yeah. And then finally, check the door gaskets on the refrigerator and freezer. If cold air is escaping, you're wasting energy. It's your fault. Well, I feel like I would know if that was happening, though, because if you'd open the refrigerator and everything's just sweating in there, you're probably not going to have, <laughs> probably not going to drink that milk. You get like Zachary Taylor here. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. The bowl of cherries that he never quite recovered from, huh? Oh, man. What a way to go, though. That's something. <laughs> all right. Well, those are all the tips. I hope they save you a lot of money out there in today's economy. <laughs> Let's pay some bills. This part of the program is brought to you by Panasonic. It's just slightly ahead of our time. It is the Panasonic Dynamite 8-track player. Mm-hmm. It looks like a detonator. It sounds like dynamite. So this thing really does look like Something Wiley Coyote would have. Yeah, don't take that with you on an airplane today. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's like an old bag phone. If you carried the old bag phone that you plugged into your cigarette lighter charger <laughs> on an airplane, they'd be like, that's a bomb. That's... Yeah, if they looked through the x-ray machine and saw that shape. Numbers. Well, this is like Wiley Coyote bad. So it's like, he's just, it's over the top bad, right? He's joking, right? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's a stereo that looks like Wiley coyotes tnt plunger so is that a built-in with like speakers and everything it looks like yeah it has a built-in speaker in the front that's the circle part that's modern technology right yeah there. <laughs> i had a, i have a panasonic track player actually i i love music so i actually have one mine doesn't look like a, an old timey bomb <laughs> right it looks like you one you'd put in the center of your car You'd have a mount yeah. on the inside of your car. But, but hey, you know, and you could put this in your car, too. And if you got pulled over by the cops, well, we'll see what happens. Uh, that could get a little <laughs> dicey. We have now turned to the final page of this chapter. But Old Kentucky Tales never fails to return. You can download even more episodes, binge listen, if you will, on Apple Podcasts or the NPR One app. Or if you want to go all the way back, you go to WKMS.org. 
If you like what you hear, please leave a review or rate us. That's always a handy thing. Special thanks to WKMS, our producer Todd Birdsong, the Paducah School of Art and Design, Daniel Hurt, the guest host, West Kentucky Community and Technical College, and the rest is history. History.